Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Well, it's another fantastic Fellas Friday. And this time we are going to highlight someone from the ATL. He is a very well-known person in the music industry as a rapper. But a lot of people that may be outside of Atlanta may not know is that not only is he a great rapper, he is a activist and an entrepreneur, and he's always in the community doing something positive. You know, we want to celebrate this person, and we know him by the rap name Killer Mike. Living in Atlanta for over 20 years, I was first familiar with Killer Mike as a rapper, I then start hearing things about his activism in the community. And so I just want to start by reading some things about him as far as how he started in the rap game and when he went on to activism and a couple of things that he just received recently, um, recognition for what he's done in Atlanta regarding the protests, as well as his uh, award he just received from the Billboard Music Awards. Michael Santiago Render, born April 20th, better known by his stage name, Killer Mike. He's an American rapper, songwriter, actor, and activist. Mike made his debut on Outkast's 2000 LP, Stankonia, and later appeared on the Grammy-winning song, The Whole World. From their greatest hits album, Big Boy and Dre Presents, dot, 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 Outcast. He has since released five full-length albums as a solo artist. He is the founder of Grid Time Official Records, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, which he launched through SMC and Fontana Distribution. Mike is also known as a social and political activist, focusing on subjects including social inequality, police brutality, and systematic racism. In addition to addressing themes of race, racism and police brutality in his music, he has also delivered several lectures at colleges and universities. He's written about social justice topics for publications such as Billboard and been the subject of interviews regarding police misconduct and race relations. He was a visible and vocal supporter of Bernie Sanders in 2016's U.S. presidential campaign, refusing to support Hillary Clinton after Sanders left the race and again supported Sanders in his 2020 presidential campaign. Now, a group of entrepreneurs, including civil rights legend Andrew Young, Bounce TV Network's Ryan Glover, and rapper Killer Mike recently recently launched a digital banking platform called Greenwood. Greenwood's mission is to serve Black, Latinx, and other underserved communities that have historically struggled to gain capital. Now, I wanted to read this bio about him because I had to do a lot of research on him because I must admit I didn't know that much about him other than that he was a rapper and I knew he was an activist and he was doing a lot in the community. I've seen him on the news many times and Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom has um, had several conferences, uh, uh, excuse me, press conferences where Killer Mike was a positive part of it. Now, irony is when he received the award from Billboard, 
Now, this is a first-time award because it never existed. So, Billboard has given Killer Mike the first ever inaugural Billboard Change Maker Award. So, that says a lot because he's going to be the first. Well, he is. He already received it. He is the first recipient of this award, and it was given to him by our own mayor, uh, Keisha Lance Bottom. So I really want you guys to listen to the speeches and these audios that he's given. I want you to listen to in the speech that he gave after Mayor Bottoms gave him the award, how he credited his family and his wife for having his back and being by his side and made it clear when he was getting the award and she was standing beside him that he couldn't have did it without her. So I, I, I'm just very, very impressed with that. And I also found a video where he was on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip. And I didn't I didn't want to play the whole audio because it was very long, but I wanted to play the part that he talked about the protests and the black community. This was an interview they did with him four months ago. So it was back in June, but I thought that what he was saying is still relevant. And I want you guys to listen what he's trying to give us messages on about black wealth. So, and um, I was watching CNBC, just, you know, it's a stock channel. And he was on there on a show called Squawk Box. And I was watching it. And after I thought about doing this episode about him, I went online to find the actual video. So the audio from that is actually from CNBC's uh, website. It's a little murky, so I'm going to warn you. But it's not my audio. You go and listen to it. You're going to hear the same uh, reception. So I want you guys to listen to these three audios so you can see why I felt Killer Mike was a positive person to celebrate on this fantastic Fellows Friday. We want to always make sure that we do positive promotion when we're talking about people doing things in the community. And I think that with this election in just a week or two away, we need to really look at ourselves and see how people like Killer Mike can motivate us to be change agents. So I'm going to play all three of these videos. Well, it's the audio. I'm going to play all these audios back to back so you can get an idea of who this man is. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to do the undisputed one with Shannon and Skip first. And then we're going to do, uh, the squawk box one. That's kind of awkward to say where he's talking about, uh, Greenwood and entrepreneurship and, and wealth. And then I thought it'd be appropriate to end it with him getting the billboard award from, uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom. So I just thought this was a positive way to end the week. So just listen to the video and let me know what you guys think. Joining us now is rapper and activist Killer Mike, who told us in the commercial break we should call him Michael on TV because his mom would appreciate it. And Michael, we are so, so happy to have you. And may I just say that your words to Atlanta last week were moving and real and honest and people were listening and we just appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Okay, Michael. Honored to be here. Since Michael says mama said call you by your government name, I'm going to call you by your government name, Michael. But you know how we do it when you and I talk personally. It's killer and say Mike, you got, you got the pulse of Atlanta. You know everything that's going on in Atlanta, good, bad, and indifferent. 
Tell me what the pulse is of a, in Atlanta right now dealing with these protests and the killing of George Floyd. First, I want to get some shouts out to some organizations that are doing great work. One of them is Paul Kids. They're making sure kids stay sane and families have stuff like food, clothing, shelter. Um, Next Level Boys Academy, led by Gary Davis, that's making sure young black men avoid jail time, become better communicators with their families. And the New Georgia Project, who's making sure that the people that are out there protesting um, to the people who are in the Vidalia onion fields are making sure they get registered to vote. So after the protest, after the, after the riot, well-deserved, too. After that, that these kids go on to become organizers and these young people galvanize at the elections and pass the election. So that's what's going on. I want to just say from a street perspective, man, I've been seeing everybody from the brothers that hang into the blue flame to the people who watch the Georgia gang on Sunday's political shows galvanizing together, making sure that people have their rights and are protected from harms and injustice. When I talked to you, I called you the other day with the, the riots and the, the protest, rebellion, whatever you want to call it, Mike, <clears throat> broke out. I called you to ask you how you're doing. Tell me, tell the people at home what you told me when I asked you how were you. I was sick. I was I was beat up. I was defeated. I was scared for y'all. Um, I rioted in '92, so I understand and I hold no criticism of. I just know that if you're from Georgia, like Shannon and I, you know that Atlanta, um, places like Atlanta and Savannah, and even Macon, can be places where blacks can actually have opportunity and to see that the possibility that they may that that might disappear. Whereas we on the ground, people like me, Tip, or brothers even, like if you tell the younger brothers like Lil Baby and Thugman and investing in their communities, if we don't have the opportunity to do that and we lose Atlanta, I fear black America has lost like one of its last strongholds. So I was defeated, man, but I got a lot of good encouragement from you and others, and I appreciate it. I didn't want to get on the podium and talk. had nothing in my positive in my mind to say. So like the old people say, I just spoke my heart and I'm glad it resonated with people. Because I think we have an opportunity in Atlanta and in Georgia to redesign race relations, to redesign what's economically fair and right, and to redesign political affiliations and what they mean and how they can be helpful to people. And we have an opportunity to unite as a worker class and make sure that our kids can go into a middle class and also grow wealth for our families and for our community. I think if we lose sight of that, we lose that opportunity, we've lost it all. So, Michael, I, I read that your father was a policeman. Did that have any impact yeah, well, on you at all as a kid? Yeah, yeah. When I was in elementary school, your, your dad's a policeman, your dad's your hero. I have, I have a very brave cousin who was a high school quarterback. Dad who probably would have went on to play D1. He tore his shoulder up, trained himself with a hurt shoulder to become a kicker, went to West Georgia, came out, and was on the SWAT team in Atlanta now. I have another cousin that's a commander down at East Point. So I, um, from a, I'm from a historical standpoint, let me qualify. There once was a time where black people were not policed by black people in Atlanta. They were hurt. They were murdered. They were, um, the police stood aside as riots happened. We got an original eight policemen about 67 years ago. Those eight policemen were not allowed to be armed. They were forced to dress in the YMCA because people did not want to dress with people, with black people. So we suffered a lot to have some ownership of our community. We suffered a lot to be policed by people who look like us. You know, we suffered. So I, I respect respectful officers like Detective Williams, the late great. I respect respectful officers like um one of the, one of the one of the highest ranking officers. I believe he was a major, major call. lived in my community. I respect it because I understood how hard it is to be a policeman and represent government and still maintain your integrity as a black man. So I honored that. You know, so my my dad and my cousins, I honored that I could never do the job. But I'm not gonna not gonna talk down on good men. But I am gonna single out bad behaviors, bad behavior, 
rotten apples growing whole barrels, and it was time to cut out the cancer that is Jeff Sessions called white Anglo-Saxon Protestant history. If that is the way policing is thought of in this country, then I remind everybody that policing began with slave catching. So, well, y'all, I guess you heard what he said because a lot of people are really not getting the fact that black people are not against police. We're just against bad police. And Killer Mike is a perfect example because he made it clear that he had a father who was a police officer. And a lot of us grew up in a neighborhood where we were police friendly. I know I have a lot of friends who were and may even still be police officers. And we didn't fear them because they were in the community. They knew people and we didn't have the major police brutality that we're having right now just by being black. So I really respect him for doing that. But I want you guys to listen to, and as I said, this is coming from CNBC's website, Killer Mike talking about his project Greenwood Digital Banking. And he was on Squawk Box. I can never say that right. But I want you guys to check out what he was saying. This morning and really understand where it came from. Uh, you are um, a, an artist, uh, but you are also a small business owner, an entrepreneur, and an activist. And, and what you hope Greenwood can become. Yeah, well, um, let me say I've been an activist for 30 years since I was 15 years old. I was mentored directly by people like James Orange, who worked directly with Dr. King and Nancy Elsie, and Andrew Young. Andrew Young has been a friend and mentor for 30 years. Um, Ryan, Ryan Glover is an extremely brilliant businessman on the ground here in Atlanta. He founded Faust TV. He and Paul Judge who come from the tech world. His brother is just great brothers. And Andrew Young went to India. He saw a card that young, that young and poor working class people were using there to circumvent, um, heavy taxation in terms of check cashing, things of that nature. So he saw Greenwood as something that would make sense here for poor working class community, working class or middle class community. Ryan understood the need for black banking financial institutions on a day-to-day -day basis where brick and mortar banks were leaving and we were left with the check cashing places and liquor stores. And he also understood, like my 13-year-old daughter, that banking is going digitally in your hand. Greenwood um, in Tulsa was a magnificent place, as Auburn Avenue and Edgewood Avenue um, in Atlanta are, as Inglewood, California and Harlem used to be. And we believe that we have a potential here to recreate the spirit of Greenwood in multiple cities and places throughout the country help people become financially literate, take control of their dollar. And we know that like Greenwood 100 years ago, if the dollar turns 36 times in the community, it empowers and have a greater chance of empowering 36 people who get that dollar and the people beyond them that work with them. Um, this is this is work in America time and time again. We also know that capitalism competition usually breeds good outcomes for the customers. So we decided to get in the freight and bring banking directly digital to your hand to do it directly for black and Latino exiles, although it's open for everyone to use. We wanted to target communities that banks were ignoring in terms of homelands, in terms of um, lower fees, in terms of checking. We wanted to be there and to be a resource. And it seems as though the community is responding well. Mike, guys, do you think the, the big banks in America, and we can name them if you want, but we'll just call them the big banks in America, do you think they're fundamentally yeah. racist organizations? I think that racism is fundamentally ingrained in America, but that does not mean racism cannot be exited out, right? So you take a country, I was reading a, um, I was reading a quote by Benjamin Franklin yesterday that talked about the Negro and the Tommy people and how you don't want to bring in 
um, those people to overpopulate this country, which is going to be filled with white people from of, of the UK heritage. So I understand that even in the inception, because race is a mythology created 500 years ago, in its inception, we have had this entanglement of, of race and controversy. But what we have the ability to do now is unwind that. You can unwind racism on a social level with proper education, about proper history and about our proper um, um, relations to one another. You can undo racism systemically in banking and help undo things like redlining, refusal to get laws, refusal to get GI loans and things of that nature. We can undo that by creating a fair place in which people who are comparable, I might be black, another person might be white, we go into one of the big four major banks, I have a 21% greater chance of being turned down for a law, whereas in yours is only 8%. If we level that ground with Greenwood, if we make sure that people can drill the first act, that the first improvement of wealth is home ownership, if we can make sure that more blacks can step into the middle class from the working class to simply begin to act with home ownership, and then black businesses, small and medium like mine and my wife's, have an opportunity to get capital and growth, then we create a market in which the need for racism, uh, which is long past, is now no longer a need to be used. And what you have is someone or a group of people who can participate in the greater economic strengthening of this country. Racism is bad for money. When racism is bad for money, it cripples our community and it does not allow that community to participate in the greater economic community, thus hurting the greater community. Um, I believe that once desegregation ended, we desegregated our dollars, yet we never properly desegregated the methodology of getting capital into our business. And we have to reverse that trend. As we end this episode celebrating Killer Mike, I wanted to play the introduction of him receiving his award from the Billboard Music Awards. And keep in mind, he is the very first recipient of this award. And he is introduced by Atlanta's own mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Atlanta and welcome Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. Thank you, Kelly. I'm thrilled that this important moment of Billboard Music Awards is being held at Atlanta's Apex Museum of African American History. Now, we are all aware that these are hard times. Across the country, Americans are living with the impact of COVID-19, economic hardship, and the crushing pain of systemic racism. It is in these moments that we look for leaders who will not just talk the talk, but walk the walk, who will answer the call, who will rise up and fight for the change we need. And it is in light of this especially challenging year that for the first time, we are honoring just such an individual, one who will forever be known as the inaugural billboard change maker. It is the first of what will be an annual tribute in this show, where we shine the spotlight on a person of courage, a change maker, who not only is a force in the music industry, but who has shifted the culture beyond the stage. Our inaugural recipient is a hip hop icon, an entrepreneur and activist who is a powerful voice for social justice. Let's take a look at how Killer Mike's dedication and advocacy in his art have created meaningful change. Some artists find a frequency that reaches far and wide, where purpose and service to the greater good come together. There's a Senegalese proverb that says there can be no peace without understanding. Killer Mike is one of those artists. 
I had to learn segregational history. I had to let my own curiosity take me outside that history and find myself and to befriend instead of confront. With a career spanning two decades, the once independent rapper is now one half of hip-hop super duo Run the Jewels. With their music and his provocative new series Trigger Warning with Killer Mike, he continues to emerge as a powerful voice that resonates far beyond his Atlanta, Georgia roots. But the one thing I he is a champion for economic independence, as an investor for Black Finance Neobank Greenwood, an entrepreneur, and an advocate for financial literacy. His perspective is informed and shared on many difficult issues facing Black Americans today. Bold in his convictions, Killer Mike is fiercely protective of his community. I'm duty-bound to be here to simply say, it is your duty to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. Respected for his continued pursuit of social justice, he is a defender of voting rights, a sound speaker for change through the polls and census, and a supporter for education reform. I want us to understand that we have more commonalities and differences. A dedicated father and husband, with the full support of his wife Shayna, Killer Mike's actions speak as loud as his words. All of them doing more, ain't nobody got to do a lot. He is a leader, a clear voice willing to spread an honest message, one that speaks of making true change for the power of the people. And now, please welcome the first ever Billboard Changemaker, Atlanta's own Killer Mike. Thank you, Mayor Bottom State Billboard. The Changemakers Award means a lot to me. The inaugural winner is a big responsibility. But as I said on our new album, RTJ4, a lyric about my wife, that his, her friends tell her he could be another Malcolm, he could be another Martin. She told his partners, I need a husband more than the world needs another martyr. I don't have a martyr complex, and I'm first and foremost your husband, and I would not be here receiving this, if not for your encouragement, your constant by my sideness, because I'd probably just be smoking weed, hanging out in the blue flame by myself <laughs> instead of with you. But I love you very much, and I appreciate you, and this is our reward. Thank you very much. Um, kids out there that sing and dance, what you do is worthy. You are artists, and your goal should be to express the very reality around you in the very most beautiful, ugliest of ways that you see fit. Kids who run and dance and sing and jump and all that, all the things they tell you don't matter. You matter more than you know. The kids that are organizing, plotting, planning, strategizing, right there on the ground and mobilizing, you are needed more than ever. I'm a culmination of all these things. I like to honor my ancestors and my mother and my grandmother, Denise and Betty. I like to honor Alice Johnson, who taught me to organize along with Reverend James Orange, the former members of the SELC, NAACP, brothers and sisters who helped me all along the way. I'm a product of Atlanta. I appreciate the west side of Atlanta and Collier Heights for making me. I appreciate them for creating me and pouring into me. I appreciate all my teachers at Frederick Douglass High School. I appreciate all the people that encouraged me and pushed me to be who I am today. Thank you, RTJ. <laughs> Congratulations, Killer Mike, on a well-deserved honor. In addition to all his other endeavors, Killer Mike has started Greenwood, a digital banking platform that supports Black-owned banks and businesses for consumers. The Billboard Music Awards and NBC are depositing $1 million. What? <laughs> it's incredible. Um, $1 million to help support this great initiative. We love what you're doing, Killer Mike. Keep going. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Killer Mike, I thought I'd play their 
his song that he's featured on with uh, Outcast called The Whole World. It's a Grammy nominated and I think winner of the song. And I just thought it was pretty cool. It was a song that is kind of appropriate for what's happening right now. So this is an all Atlanta thing. It's Outcast featuring Killer Mike called Whole World. Everything is looking this 
abysmal. When in the bathroom, it's Captain Pepper abysmal. Need it for my stomach, cause my tummy kinda aches like a draw fresh up off the plate. Wait, back to the enemy of the state. If the Republicans or Democratic candidate debate, not even a black box hold the fate. Clueless, I shake and scoop before commercial straight. Hey, extreme prejudice, let's dismiss this. If you want to, you can dub it till you hit this. I know you're going to. We in this replenish your musical wish list. When it comes to this music, we stay relentless, pursuing all that's pursuable. Doing God winning all things that are doable. The only liable limitation is just self Dre. Set it on the right and I'll send it on the left. I forgot, I did read earlier that that song with Killer Mike actually won a Grammy. So I apologize. It is a Grammy winning song and that's Outcast featuring Killer Mike. For those who have never heard his music, I hope you enjoyed that song. Killer Mike, you keep doing what you're doing like Kelly Clarkson said. I am excited to be able to bring some knowledge to those who are unfamiliar with you and to give a shout out to you and your wife for all the things you have done and are going to continue to do in Atlanta. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode, bringing Atlanta to you for Killer Mike and his family. And we ask that you just continue to support him and his community initiatives. So we're going to leave this at that. And I ask that you give us a call if you have any questions or comments at 404 404- 855-7723. We ask you to follow us at on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in advocacy, capital L as in ladies. You can always send us an email at podcast host shapete19 at gmail.com. And we ask that you follow us on our Podbean app, or you can follow us on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, and Alexa. Tune in. So You know, I like to end all my episodes with the question, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.